All right. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, or whoever might be listening. Uh, I'm on my way to the hideaway right now. Just stopped by Rite Aid because I got a new microphone, so I wanted to set it up real quick in the in the mobile command center before I head on out. Um, I got a show coming up this weekend, January 18th, at Solario Brewing Company. It's a brewery show uh, with none none other than the Buddy System. Okay, so it's gonna be on the lineup is uh, Frankie Oi. Uh, Hannah R., Cody Decker, George Ferrito will be there, William Henderson will be there, Aaron Chase will be there, and myself, we will be there, we will be bringing the funnies, drinking the brews, uh, my birthday is tomorrow, which is Wednesday, January 15th, uh, so I'm going to be celebrating my birthday at the brewery, I'm going to get a little turned up, um, hopefully we we can throw down a podcast, you know, now that I have, I'm going to have four mics, have uh, four different people screaming at each other. Uh, we're, we usually aren't like that. We, we've we never really debated or anything like that. And um, I mean, we have, but it's never been like like uh, heated or any of that nonsense. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's it's I'm excited. I'm, I'm uh, I don't know how I feel about today at the hideaway. Like, I don't know what I'm going to I know I want to try something. Uh, I, I want to try at least one or two things that are new um, completely I I don't want to say completely different bits, but like there's different way like different ways of approaching a bit sometimes, uh, and because by by now all of my jokes and all of my premises at well with my friends here have been like are all saturated. Like even if I make subtle changes, no one's gonna really notice. It's kind of like uh, when someone uh, that you live with starts gaining weight or losing weight, you don't really notice. All, all, until someone kind of points it out for you so uh it's kind of hard to i mean it's not hard i mean i mean it, it's just it's hard to gauge an audience when the audiences are all, all your friends and they've heard your shit hundreds of times so definitely uh branching out is is going to be uh my my something that i might be having to do pretty soon and especially since i can't really go out all that often um so yeah, I mean tomorrow uh, I'm gonna. What I'm planning on doing is since it's my birthday, uh, when my wife comes home from work, we'll probably go uh, get some dinner together, spend some time as a family, and then I'm gonna catch a lift or an Uber or whatever uh, to the marquee, and I'm gonna take some shots. I'm gonna drink, uh, have a good time, get on stage, uh, embarrass myself. <laughs> Uh, celebrate my birthday and come home and uh, chill with the family and then uh, take care of my baby the, the the next day so that's the plan for tomorrow for the birthday I'm turning 28 which I'm, I'm sorry I'm turning 29 actually which is the last year of my 20s um, a lot of people like to celebrate the 30s in like spectacular fashion I have a, a friend of mine uh, who says that, that that they're gonna jump out of a plane uh, at their 30 old uh, at their 30th like so i would never do that like like a parachute or any of that stuff i'm not i'm not necessarily comfortable with something like that so yeah uh i, I don't think i'm gonna celebrate my 30th in a spectacular fashion as such um i'll, I'll probably think of something um 
I, I don't want to say that it's going to be drug related. Because <laughs> I was going to say, like, what if I, like, tried shrooms for the first time? Because uh, I've never tried shrooms ever. And uh, based on a lot of my f- my buddies and whatnot. And not that they're, like, peer pressuring me or anything like that. Because they're not. Not really. Uh, it's uh, it's something that I kind of want to try try one day. Go on a trip and kind of humble myself or whatever. But there's about 10 minutes until uh, until sign-ups start at the hideaway. One thing that I like about the hideaway is that, that even though sign-ups start at, at 7.30, uh, I can get there like at 7.40 before they start pulling names. And it's the, the list is random. It's not, it's not like first come, first serve, which a lot of people like that. But it's not beneficial to the people who get there late, which I get it. Get there early. But some of us can, I guess. I, I'm pretty sure I would have been at the hideaway already had I not stopped by and got and grabbed my Amazon package. But it is what it is, you guys. Uh, I'm excited for, for the weekend. Also, uh, not to mention, uh, ma- m- or I forgot to mention, uh, March 15th, I will be at the world-famous Ice House, courtesy of Dave McNary. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, I'm going to get pretty... I'm not gonna get faded, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to bring my A game, you guys. I'm gonna try to bring the best that I got, and hopefully that's enough to make uh, the wonderful folks of Pasadena uh, laugh a bit, chuckle a bit. Uh, the hideaway. Let me let me tell you this. Like I, it, it's I I have a, uh, everyone has an infatuation with with the with the hideaway. Everybody loves the hideaway. Everyone who who starts going to the buddy system circuits, usually always say that the hideaway is their their favorite mic um because it's an actual stage and then when there's a packed house it feels like a club when it's a packed house and people are listening it feels kind of like a comedy club almost a little bit uh the bar can be pretty loud sometimes it happens i remember the first time i started doing a comedy at the hideaway it was it was that it was it was just the bar was just out of control and i didn't realize that you have to try your best to grab their attention if not, they're going to overpower you, and you're kind of just uh, telling your jokes to a super loud room, which is not really ideal uh, when it, when you're trying to, to do comedy. Like, it's, it's definitely not ideal, but it's, I don't know, it is what it is. I think uh, it, it makes comics better, I would think, to be able to win a room that has, that wants nothing to do with comedy. I think that's a big accomplishment when it happens. And uh, with me, I've done it maybe a couple times, but sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta be lucky. <laughs> you have to be lucky. Sometimes the person ahead of you does real good, and then everyone starts paying attention. Sometimes the person ahead of you does so good that the, when you come like after them, when you follow them, it's not necessarily the best. Uh, that's why I kind of like what Tony Bauer says. He doesn't really listen to any of the other comics. He can't, which. It can be interpreted as, as, oh, this dude doesn't want to, like, see everybody else. He only cares about himself. But it's, that's not the case. And even if it was, like, it's it's his business, you know? Like, you don't need anybody's approval. You don't need anybody to have to listen to your set. Like, that's not how it works, you know? Um, but the reason, his reason and his logic behind not really watching the other comics is... Simply because he doesn't want to know how the room's going. He wants to basically go in blind, uh, so to speak. If the room's doing super hot, he wants to go up. To, and he wants to go up 
uh, just already feeling like he's like the room's hot already. Even if the room isn't hot, he wants to go with the uh, you know formality, the attitude, or the the mentality. There you go. He wants to go to the mentality that it's it, he's gonna bring it to a hot room. So that's what makes him stand out versus a lot of other comics who uh, like like myself. Well, I'll watch the show to see how it's going, and and if it's not going so well, I'll kind of <laughs> I'll panic. And I'll kind of continue the routine of, of the. I kind of follow the way the other comics are doing. So if the other comics were not doing so well, then I follow them, and I also don't do so well. Um, so definitely, when when you uh, when you don't really know how the room's going, I think that's also beneficial. I think uh, at the Ice House, uh, when you're not up, when it's not your turn, you can kind of hang out in the little area. Where there's a bar. And, and all that stuff. You kind of hang off to the side, but as long as you're, like, on deck, when you know you're going to follow someone, uh, you should be close by, at least. Because um, you definitely don't want to miss your, your, your cue, because then you'll just look very unprofessional. And there's no green room at stage two, so... Which is fine. I think us as comics right now, like, starting off comics, we don't really deserve a green room, because we're open micers. We... We do our shit at bars, okay? We're we're running our shit through the ringer and whatnot. So, okay. Other than that, uh, on on Sunday... Okay, first, let me go ahead and tell you guys this right now. I cried on Saturday. And all of last week, I felt like I was just on the brink of crying already. You know when you're like, anything could probably set me off right now. Uh, anything emotional. So, my wife wanted me to watch this movie called instructions not included if you guys have ever heard it it's a it's a, it's a movie that's in spanish it's a spanish movie it's um uh it's got uh, a very popular um hispanic i don't know if he's mexican i'm pretty sure he is mexican actor uh i, I don't remember his name aurelio something but it whatever that movie was so damn like it was good like it was a comedy it was like one of those uh uh I don't want... It's not a romantic comedy. It's more of those, like... Um, I don't know if there's a word for it. Like, a sad comedy? I don't know. Um, but definitely, like, like it, it was funny. Like, there was parts where I laughed. And then there was parts where I was just like, Oh, man. Like, all right. So, the movie, if you don't know, spoiler alert, um, is about a guy who's this, like, player or whatever in Mexico. And he's just getting all the tail he wants. He, so he hooks up with some blonde chick and uh she disappears but then she comes back out of nowhere with a baby and then she says oh this is your this is your your daughter this is your baby and then he he's like uh she's like oh i need to pay the 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 taxi so he gives her ten dollars he turns around and then she's gone vanishes the woman leaves him with the baby and that's it like so that's the 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 movie like he has to so he goes to the United States looking for, excuse me, looking for her, and he doesn't find her, so he ends up having to kind of get a job in America and they take care of this baby, and they um, love, they end up falling in love with each other, you know, well, not like that, but, you know, uh, like as like a father-daughter type of thing, like, he ends up loving his daughter, uh, uh, so, so then, you know, the, the daughter grows up to be like this, you know, 10 12 year old or whatever i don't remember how old 
she was in the movie, but whatever. She's this blonde girl who speaks perfect Spanish, and her mom shows up again out of nowhere, and she's like all apologetic, and she wants to be part of the the daughter's life, and then uh, turns out that she's actually a lesbian, and she's got a lesbian lover, and she introduces her lesbian lover to the to to her daughter, and they have plans of seeing each other and and the daughter had this idea of the mother that she was just away like went to go get um some work done or whatever and that's why she was missing or that's why she wasn't there and um then uh it turns out that uh the mom wanted to take custody of the daughter she was like i'm ready to take because they were divorced or whatever that's the story and they go to this court battle and then he wins the the dad still wins and then the mom was like you know what i was fooling around all over the place throwing the you know throwing my tail everywhere that baby's probably not the, the her, that the girl's probably not even yours so they do a dna test and turns out bam girl's not his so he spent all this years like probably like 10 years raising this girl and and you know they bonded as father and daughter and meanwhile, all this time, I was holding my daughter. The whole movie, the whole movie. So it, it really sank in. So that was the first part in which I cried. And then the the second part that I cried is the girl obviously dies. The little girl. Anytime these movies, like for example, like, like the Fault on Our Stars and all that shit, uh, the Notebook. Someone dies always, either of cancer, terminal illness, unexplainable death. It always happens. So I was anticipating that, but it was I was already like my my heart strings were already pulled to shreds, and so I cried there too. But the reason I watched this movie is because my wife asked me, and my wife asked me to do it uh, with the condition that she gives me what we started calling a golden ticket. A golden ticket is just means I get to use it at any moment to go do comedy. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, there's no like um, arguments. Or anything like that so uh, I really wanted one of them golden tickets <laughs> so I got got the golden ticket and then uh, my buddy Frankie Oi had told me about a comedy club in Escondido now I live in Riverside so Escondido is like about a, an hour and, and some change away um, but he was telling me that it's worth it because it's a it's a comedy club it's a new comedy club and actually there's there's usually a crowd and I went, I drove like an hour and some some minutes, like an hour and 12 minutes or whatever. It doesn't matter. But so I, I drove a distance. I was like probably 15 minutes away from San Diego. And uh, yeah, like I went and the, the comedy club is cool. It was really like there was an actual club. There's a pizza, uh, like it's a, it's a pizza place like right next to right next door to, to the comedy club. And they were connected, actually. Um, so I went and then like. I was like, this is this is gonna be good, you know. Like, this is gonna be fun. Like, there's an actual crowd here. I'm gonna be able to be able to see how I uh, how I do in front of an actual crowd. Cause last time I I did comedy in front of an actual crowd, I had a great time. It was at Back to the Grind, and and uh, again, like if I do bad, I'll admit it. I did bad, but if I do good, I'm gonna admit that I did good. So at Back to the Grind, I crushed it, son. I really did. It felt so much. It, it felt so good. It felt like I was. Uh, I was. Um, I felt like I was ready. You know, I was ready and, and prepared, and uh, I had a really good time. And uh, I, I, I kind of just. I was loose. You know, I was loose. Uh, my set was loose. 
but my jokes are tight, if you know what that, like, I don't know, whatever. So I, I thought it was going to be like that, but time went by and time went by, and every single time a comic would go up, he'd take, you know, his friends, like, he would go home, or they would go home, and then it'd take a couple people with them that were there, the crowd. So by the time I went up, which was towards the very end, there was no crowd. So basically, I, I drove uh, like an hour and whatever minutes, two hours, because I had to drive back. Uh, and and all uh, for it to be basically a Worthington's mic. <laughs> so, but it was, it, you know what? It's It's good to experience those things because we're not always going to get the perfect situations in, in, in comedy. Like we're just, it's just, it would be great, you know, for us to be able to, uh, um, to have the, the best situations, but it's, it's just not going to happen, you know, like we're going to have situations where, where there's going to be no crowd and we kind of have to just push through it and, 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 and just, uh, uh, grind through the, through the set and there's going to be times where we're going to have a great crowd and we're going to kill. And there's going to be times where we have a great crowd, but we eat shit. And, and that could always happen. And that's always going to be really intimidating. It's going to be really also it's it's really um, nerve wracking when there's an actual crowd and and uh, you don't do good. It could be because of preparation. It could be because uh, comics don't like to admit a lot of the times that that it's the it's the crowd it's the crowd but sometimes it could be the crowd that crowd probably just doesn't li- isn't listening to you in which like there has to be something that we do as comics to kind of turn it around so uh with that being said i will fill you guys in how uh how my set goes afterwards i'm gonna head to the hideaway right now i just parked and i will see you guys later or i will talk to you guys later peace